Stars in the Rafters is produced by Julie Valamond and mixed and mastered by Dana Billings. This series is supported in part by the Country Dance and Song Society. Welcome to Stars in the Rafters. This is Julie. This episode features music from Lydia Ivins, Alex Sturbaum, Kurt Osgood, Peter and Mary Alice Amadon, and Andrew and Noah Van Nordstrand. Kara Spoke reads a poem by Rumi, and I read a poem by Kale Young Rice and an excerpt from Endymion by John Keats, with piano music from Aaron Marcus. When we're going through hard things as a society, like this pandemic, I've often found myself wondering how previous generations of people dealt with similar situations and what their lives were like. This week I've been reflecting on the great poet John Keats. He died at age 25 of tuberculosis in 1821. The illness was poorly understood, and there wouldn't be an effective treatment for tuberculosis until the 1900s. He made a lot of sacrifices to become a poet. He left medical school to write, and his work didn't receive much critical success until after his death, which makes the joy and beauty expressed in his poems even more poignant now. This episode goes out to those who live their lives the way they need to live them as their best selves, to the continuing spirit of creativity even in difficult times, to the persistence of love and beauty across the centuries, and to the things that sustain us. In the words of Kale Young Rice, they shall teach me of the magic things of life never to tire, and how to renew, when it is low, the lamp of my desire, and how to hope in the darkest deeps of thinking. Take care, everyone.
110. Rumi. Don't worry about saving these songs. And if one of our instruments breaks, it doesn't matter. We have fallen into the place where everything is music. The strumming and the flute notes rise into the atmosphere, and even if the whole world's harp should burn up, there will still be hidden instruments playing. So the candle flickers and goes out. We have a piece of flint and a spark. This singing art is sea foam. The graceful movements come from a pearl somewhere on the ocean floor. Poems reach up like the edge of driftwood along the beach, wanting and wanting. They derive from a slow and powerful root that we can't see. Stop the words now. Open the window in the center of your chest and let the spirits fly in and out. John Coffin just two years ago And he's a fine man as all Nantucket knows And he's bound to make second mate Or so I hear If the Charles brings home enough oil next year At twenty a mother at nineteen with a child on my knee and another inside my heart it was broken and swept out to sea where my sweet mary found it and brought it to me sweet mary starbuck from nantucket town if she was the sea i would willingly her voice like a bell on a clear winter's day sets my heart ringing and winging away. At meeting one morning she came to me there with the Nantucket wind in her flyaway hair. Her hand, soft and certain, clasped mine in the lane And I felt my heart shiver when she spoke my name Her words came in whispers, in trembling lines Her cheeks red as roses, her eyes all ashine then she kissed me so gently, so soft and so sure The world spun round once, and at once I was hers Sweet Mary Starbuck from Nantucket town If she was the sea, I would willingly drown And her voice like a bell on a clear winter's day Sets my heart ringing and winging away On Nantucket are men 
go to hunt for the whale And they live at the mercy of teeth, sea and gale But in town life goes on And it goes on apace With children and letters And Mary's sweet face So when John comes I'll give him a kiss and a smile And a good whaleman's wife I will be for a while And in time I'll stand watching his sail fade at sea Then go home where my true love lies waiting for me Sweet Mary Starbuck from Nantucket Town If she was to see I would willingly drown her voice like a bell on a clear winter's day Sets my heart ringing and winging away It sets my heart ringing and winging away Sea Hoardings by Kale Young Rice My heart is open again, and sea flows in. It shall fill with a summer of mists and winds and clouds and waves breaking, of gull wings over the green tide, of the surf's drenching din, of sudden horizon sails that come and vanish phantom thin, of arching sapphire skies, deep and unaching. I shall lie on the rocks, just over the weeds that drape the clear sea pools, where birth and death and sunny ooze are teeming, where the crab in quest of booty sidles about, a sullen shape, where the snail creeps and the mussel sleeps with wary valves agape, where life is too grotesque to be but seeming. And the swallow shall weave my dreams with threads of flight, a shuttle with silver breast across the warp of the waves gliding, and an isle far out shall be a beam in the loom of my delight, and the pattern of every dream shall be a rapture bathed in light, its evanescence a beauty most abiding. And the sunsets shall give sadness all its due, they shall stain the sands and trouble the tides with all the ache of sorrow. They shall bleed and die with a beauty of meaning old yet ever new. They shall burn with all the hunger for things that hearts have failed to do. They shall whisper of a gold that none can borrow. And the stars shall come and build a bridge of fire for the moon to cross the boundless sea with never a fear of sinking. They shall teach me of the magic things of life, never to tire, and how to renew, when it is low, the lamp of my desire, and how to hope in the darkest deeps of thinking. Thank you. 
of Jonathan Chapman. Two things are known, that he loved Apple City, walked alone. At 70-odd, he was gnarled as could be, but ruddy and sound as the good apple tree. For 50 years over of harvest and dew, he planted his apples where no apples grew. The winds of the prairie might blow through his rags, but he carried his seeds in the best deerskin bags. From old Ash to Beulah to Frontier Fort Wayne, he planted and pruned and he Orchards grew tendril and blossom. A fine old man, as ripe as a pippin. His heart still light and his step still a skipping. The stalking Indian, the beast in his lair, did no hurt while he was there. For they could tell, as all things can, that John. Chapman was God's own apple trees still in bloom. Consider, consider, and think well upon the marvelous story of Apple Seed John. An excerpt from Endymion by John Keats. Tis with full happiness that I will trace the story of Endymion. The very music of the name has gone into my being, and each pleasant scene is growing fresh before me as the green of our own valleys. So I will begin now while I cannot hear the city's din, now while the early butters are just new and run in mazes of the youngest hue about old forests, while the willow trails its delicate amber, and the dairy pails bring home increase of milk. And as the year grows lush and juicy stalks, I'll smoothly steer my little boat for many quiet hours, with streams that deepen freshly into bowers. 
many and many a verse I hope to write, before the daisies, vermeil rimmed in white, hide in deep herbage, and ere yet the bees hum about globes of clover and sweet peas. I must be near the middle of my story. Oh, may no wintry season, bare and hoary, see it half finished. But let autumn bold, with universal tinge of sober gold, be all about me when I make an end. And now, at once adventuresome, I send my herald thought into a wilderness. There let its trumpet blow, and quickly dress my uncertain path with green, that I may speed easily onward through flowers and weed.